Hello, this is the Worst Draft, where writers share their painfully embarrassing early work. Um, Rob Bruce Carter, writer, actor, and filmmaker. I'm here with my brother, Dave. Hey, hey, hey. And we actually have a guest tonight, uh, Buddy Healy. He is a comedian, writer, actor, and my former roommate. This is all true. Yes. <laughs> He's very nervous. <laughs> he was so talkative before he, we put the record button on. I didn't want to get in the way of the introduction. This looks like super legit. So. Yeah, I have. I there's there's bullet points in word in my word doc here. And I didn't even want to tell people listening that there were bullet points there. Like I wanted, that's why I pointed at it. I said this looks legit. They don't know what it is. It's not a very visual medium. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it on purpose. people like the show better when they think it's not planned, but now that they know, yeah. Okay, run, run it from the top. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so I'm here. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. You can um, you can subscribe on iTunes when we get in iTunes eventually, uh, or find us online at theworstdraft.com, at theworstdraft on Twitter, or emails at info at theworstdraft.com. Buddy. <laughs> Did you want me to go to the website right now? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, not to, I'm trying not to swallow too hard over here. I want you to do your intro. Oh, my God. We're going to have to edit all your swallows out, man. Uh, and so me and my brother were sharing a mic, so I apologize in advance for that. It's just going to come in and out and sound weird. Uh, so what are you what are you up to now, buddy? We so I should say we we lived together for what like three, three years? years? Yeah, yeah. On uh, on Bosworth Ave. Oh yeah, I'm still living there. And you you moved back into the apartment <laughs> yeah, above, above us. us. It's not as good as ours. Why so, not? It's the whole like layout, and I don't think uh, I could describe how good it is. <laughs> If you are interested in that, why don't you go to uh, birchproperties.com? <laughs> see, see the floor plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can see a couple pictures of that one, too. Um, side note to that, though, is that, like, there's no fan in the picture on the website, though. There's a really cool light that hangs. Do you remember that light? No. Okay, yeah. Which, the light in the It's like this room? big light that they have to advertise an apartment. And it looks real cool. It's like this big ball. It's wait, it's like a light in the apartment? Yeah, they took the fan out, put a cool ball light, and then when we moved in, they put it in the fan again. Oh. That's that's how they get you, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, remember they put like the plank of wood and then like like a oh. very serene looking picture. That's what that's what sold me on the apartment. They put a, a plank of wood on the radiator. Yeah. With the, cup of like steaming coffee on top and i was like that looks like home. that's robert right so robert. i was like that is where i want to live uh okay so what in your your stand up yeah right you're doing what's going on with that yeah so uh i am doing i'm on this journey right now where i'm doing like a hundred nights straight of stand-up comedy uh-huh i just have to do it like one time a night and um yeah so that's that's something I'm doing right now. Are you are, are you funny are now? Or yeah, no. When I, I knew you weren't funny. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no, no. <laughs> I'm hoping by the time it's a hundred days, maybe I'll be funny. Okay. But yeah, um, I'm on night t- tonight. Will be sixty five. Okay. Sixty five in a row. So, um, yeah, it's going well. I like it. At the beginning, it was really depressing, and like I would I would talk to comedians, and they're like, "That sounds really depressing." 
<laughs> why would you do that? To do 100 nights in a row? Yeah. Wait, why is that, why is that depressing? Um, I guess it's like, initially that does sound depressing. From an outsider's perspective, it doesn't sound too uh, depressing. But if you're in it mm-hmm. and you have like a bad show, and then you have a bad show, and then you have a bad yeah. show, it's hard to get out of that slope, you know? Yeah. Um, but, so are you talking to bad comedians that are like... No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'm terrible at this. Why would I want to do it every night? <laughs> No, I was. I actually like only asked. I asked like two uh, pretty good comedians, or mm. who I think are pretty good. They travel, so I guess okay, traveling. Anything. So they're making a living. Doing yeah, something. and so. they they thought it was a bad idea. Yeah, they're all like, "That's terrible." They still to this day are like, "That's a terrible idea." I to me, it sounds like a really good idea. Like, yeah, because uh, then you like you don't have an excuse to not do it. Like exactly. you've committed to it. Yeah. So that's another thing is people are like, "How do you uh, hold yourself accountable?" And I was like, "Well." I'm an adult now, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, this is this, a lot has changed since we lived together. <laughs> I turned 25. He's funny. <laughs> he's an adult. <laughs> I turned 25 and I was like, and I know that's it's, you know relatively young. And I I woke up and I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You got like a great shoe collection. That's great. <laughs> so you're killing that department. <laughs> And and then I'm like, and that's a, it was like comedies by the wayside right now. That's all you had? Yeah, so you, I'm like, dude, you could have a great shoe collection in Arizona, too. I mean, how how impressive of a shoe collection are we talking? Uh, well, there are shoes that I don't even wear, you know? So, like, those are pretty cool. Those so are like, collector's shoes still in the box? I actually just sold a pair, yeah. I sold a pair of Jordans. Really? Yeah. Did, did they, like, go up in value? Oh, yeah. I bought them for um, $165. I sold them for 350 Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the best investment I've made in the last three years. So uh, we don't usually give investment advice, but yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. Air Jordans. Yeah. Buy, um, buy Nike. Can you can you explain? I was trying to tell my brother the other day that like every when we lived together, it was like three years. Every three months, you would amass a pile of two to three hundred t shirts in the living room to be donated. And this like just kept happening. Where did you get all those t-shirts? Dude, if if I if I knew, I would tell you, and it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I will tell you this: is that now uh, that I'm like living alone, I, for some reason I don't have all those t-shirts. Were they your t-shirts? Were you giving them to me? I, dude, I have I have about fifteen to twenty t-shirts. That's where I'm at right now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, where did all this go? Especially when we moved out. Yeah. It was like a big... There were at least three times where you had eight trash bags of clothes that you donated. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like... Well, you know what? It's because... It's because anytime I could get a free t-shirt, I would do it. I was like... It's like I'm from the Depression, but not like (laughs) the real Depression, just like the t-shirt Depression. I'm like, we're never going to have enough t-shirts. I gotta save these for my kids. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, and then <laughs> my other favorite moment uh, of living together was when you uh, remodeled your closet, which was a <laughs> six-month project. <laughs> you you ripped out everything in the closet, basically, and what you like installed a built-in. Yeah, well, I wanted to put in a uh, Martha Stewart, you know, Martha Stewart closet. <laughs> the ideal closet. 
Wait, did you actually like look up on MarthaStewart.com? <laughs> no. No, that was pretty ambitious. I just uh, was walking through in Home Depot and I was like, oh, I should get some planks of wood. And I was like, oh, those planks of wood that Martha Stewart's selling are a lot nicer. And it looks a lot easier, so I'll just do that. And I did that and I put it in the closet. I was like, this is the worst idea, dude. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> you yeah, you put you put planks of wood in the closet. You're, you're like you're like Robert, check out my closet's finally done. <laughs> it was like a year into the lease, and uh, and I was like, I it looks like you have less room in your closet now. And you're like, I know, I gotta take it out, don't I? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was terrible. Also, I found out about Boney Bear that year, so I got like super sad. <laughs> Was was finding Bunny Bear related to the closet thing or just side note? Did yeah, they side note. You? Okay, okay. Side okay. Side <laughs> it was a it was a growth uh, year for you. Yeah. So do you have um uh do you have like regular shows or do you, you just doing open mics? Um yeah. So I guess uh oh um on Mondays and Tuesdays I'll do normally do a show at uh, the Underground Lounge. Nice. Which is like normally an improviser show. Mm-hmm. So. But improvisers are the best. They're the best audience ever. Like, right? There's, oh, for stand-up? Yeah, they're so... Like, for anything. Yeah. Like, they laugh at some of the most terrible stuff. Like, terrible performances. <laughs> and you'll, like, get a couple laughs out of that. Yeah. Um, and so, if you come in there with, like, like kind of prepared material, they're like, whoa, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, also, I, I've, I've done many improv shows at Undergrad. I've seen... Uh, I've seen some really good improv there. I've seen some horrific improv there yeah so you might be like a breath of fresh air well, also when you and i did it i feel like and maybe it's because we were like brainwashed and we're like oh this stuff's so terrible yeah and then we see a decent team and we're like oh that's so good but right. i think there were some really good teams when we were coming through like in the scene in general or at underground well definitely the scene in general but uh-huh. then underground too because okay. a lot of those people are now like i feel like Jazzbeer was there, or like uh, Asher Perlman did it a couple times. Yeah, and yeah. Like, so I mean, there were like some really pe- good people, and I like I look at these kids and I'm like, dude, just quit now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? All right, so I, I've been talking about this with people how the the improv world has changed here because like mm-hmm. like I feel like so many people I know that I t- took classes with like five years ago are either in L.A. or New York, right? And like. Some of them are on SNL now mm-hmm. and on TV or just left. Are there like, I don't know, like I did a I did a bar prop show like three months ago and I didn't know anyone there. And that that never used to happen to me. Like I always knew somebody. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat. It, it was the last the last like ship just sailed, I guess, with like there mm-hmm. was like a big one with like Carmen Christopher, John Reynolds, and all those guys left. He's naming names, folks. <laughs> and I didn't know if you wanted me to like these. So a certain group of people. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, these are all these are all really good improvisers, by the way. Yeah, and so like, and that was like the last. It's not the last train, but it's like those are people that I I would like to see perform. So they left, and I did a show the other day. Um, there's a show at IO 
who uh, John Chesney runs it, uh-huh. and um, it's called BYOT, and it's like it's called Bring Your Own Team. So uh-huh. uh, starting improvisers could um, come and do whatever they want. So it's a great outlet. Like if you're young and like a lot of people show up, um, and I did stand up there, and they, I didn't know anybody there. And, really? Yeah, and so, yeah, it was it's crazy, man, because I feel like. I feel like a dinosaur almost. You know? I know, and you're you're only 25. <laughs> yeah, and I am actually kind of old for. <laughs> you're, you're a legitimate dinosaur. <laughs> but it's, it's not. It's like in Chicago improv years. Mm-hmm. I feel really old because are those like dog years? Is that like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like um, in terms of like, I I don't know because when you when you first move here, you like you look up to all these people, right? And like now it's like. My peers are people that are looked up to, mm-hmm. not me apparently, uh, <laughs> and, or like people leave and move on. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you're doing. I'll do it like okay. So back to that story. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I do it underground, and then like, uh, just if anybody wants me on a showcase, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy will do comedy for <laughs> yeah. no money, Literally. folks. <laughs> uh, no, but and but I've had some really cool shows along the way. Yeah. I don't know. You said that you saw it on Instagram. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram. It's David Boy, David's Boy. Okay, we're, we're going to give you a chance to plug okay. at the end. Okay. okay. If you could just hold your plugs. Yeah. To the end. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Da- so, David's Boy on Instagram. Yeah. How, a, what are you, how many followers are you up to now? I, I, I don't... I'm going to... I think about 230. Okay. So, okay, so folks, he needs... Yeah, no, I'm not reaching too many people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mexican. That's like my entire family. <laughs> Got a couple friends on there. Uh, okay, so okay, so you got you're doing the underground show regularly. Are you are you hosting a night? I I feel like you should be hosting a night. Like you're, I, I should say I have seen Buddy do stand up. It, it is really funny. I think you're really good. Thanks. So yeah, why I, aren't you? Well, this hundred nights is exhausting. Yeah. And so after the hundred nights, um, people are like, so then you're gonna stop doing stand up for a while? You're gonna kill yourself? Right. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, so like after that, I want to be doing at least uh, stand up at least four to five times a week or four nights, four to five times. Yeah. Five nights a week. Which is kind of like what you have to do to make it. It is what you right? have to do. Like you know, because you need to be in the community. People need to know you so they can be like, oh, that guy's funny. Right. Let's put him on a showcase. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the goal is to like do a showcase or do a once a month at least show. Mm-hmm. And you know, because I know know so many different like types of comedy people, you know, like sketch, improv, and stand up, and uh, and like musical acts that I want to do a variety show, you know. Yeah. So. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Um, and then, are you are you planning to stay in Chicago or? Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I hope my employer is not listening to this one. <laughs> um, but if I think, well, I'm gonna like definitely run out my lease at the place that I'm at right now, uh-huh. and then uh, from there we'll like see where I'm at. And I, but to be honest with you, I think it'll be about like two years, one and a half to two years. Yeah. And then I'm looking to move to New York. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of that that's like the place to be for stand up, right? Like Yeah, but more recently I just uh there were a couple girls in town that did a UCB show at uh Shuba's. Mm-hmm. And so they they were like oh, you got to move to LA. Like New York's not the place. And I wonder if they were telling me that because they're like oh god, there's already enough competition. We don't need this <laughs> hilarious looking guy to come here. 
they they were worried that you, this guy will take over New York. Yeah, we gotta convince him to move to LA. God, yeah. No, I I I mean I know I know for actors like LA is the place to be, and obviously if you want to write for like TV or film, but uh, I feel like stand up you New York. I don't know. In my mind, it is a place to be, but I... I, I think there's I, a lot going on in L.A., though. There is now. There is, yeah. I think there's a lot more now, right? Yeah. Um, but then also, you, you've got, like, that whole... People were like, when Seth Meyers was in New York, and now Jimmy Fallon's in New York, and there's a whole, like... <laughs> the whole 30 Rock buildings in New York. <laughs> the entire <laughs> building. <laughs> they moved the 30 Rock building to New York. Oh. Yeah. Well, there was a couple floors in LA for a while. Right. Like, right. Let's move them all back. <laughs> the logistics were just yeah. like, yeah, showbiz is weird. Yeah. Uh, they were like, when that happened, it's going to change. And I don't think it did. But I do think that improv has a bigger effect on the comedy community. Right. I feel like we're getting a lot of um, people. From improv, and I don't think we got mm-hmm. we used to get that many, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like, like on TV and stuff? Yeah, like they're pulling from improv more now, right? And I don't think that improv was that prevalent before, right? Because now it's everywhere. Yeah, it's so. I, I've been talking about this with a friend of mine that like it. I feel like three hundred people move to Chicago every week. Yeah. to pursue improv. Yeah, and like twenty years ago, it was like one person a month, and like. It was like a very like underground kind of thing. Yeah, and I, even when we moved here, it was like so. So like the time you graduate, it's like May, June, July. There was yeah. like an influx of people coming in, right. and then I like yeah. just chilled out. Oh, right through the rest of because it was like people would graduate college. Yeah, and, and those were people that like did improv in college and were like, I want to move to Chicago. Right, because when we came in, it was like there was a lot of that. Yeah, like actors, but I, I mean, I guess it's the same thing now. But it's I don't know, and this is like there's a bunch of new theaters that have just like opened up, um, under the gun, and I can't think of other ones off the top of my head. But there's there's like so many theaters now yeah. that do it. It's I, I don't know if it's is like it saturated. Much, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're I, funny, please don't come to Chicago. There's <laughs> yeah. too many. Uh, I mean, it kind of it's it's like great because I think it's a great art form and it's fun and like I like that it's a bigger thing and more people are doing it but at the same time like trying to kind of do shows here it does make it harder because there's so much competition yeah. and like you go to auditions and there's like so many people that want to be on whatever yeah um, so it is harder now that's true so don't don't yeah. move here stay out yeah. of the city stay stay in Omaha <laughs> Madison Madison is Madison, blowing Madison. oh yeah Portland is a huge improv <laughs> town now yeah um so are you and are you are you dating anyone? Are you single right now? Yeah, I'm just single. I'm just playing that whole field. Playing, you're playing the whole field. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing the entire field. Just, I'm going into the bleachers, see what's in there. <laughs> you're no you're under the bleachers, looking up skirts. Yeah, you're, you know me. Uh, you're in the locker room. I mean, that part hasn't changed, you know. So <laughs> the part where you're just constantly slaying dragons. <laughs> do, do you have any yeah. groupies? No, I wish that would be so cool, right? But no. I'd have you ever have you ever gotten uh, or had sex with somebody just off of a stand-up show? You know what? I wish it was that easy, but then it's it's like it opens a door, uh-huh. and then so you it opens the door for a conversation. But obviously that's not right. <laughs> but that's where it ends. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, now I gotta work after I just worked like 
You, you mean that they don't they don't just drag you into the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, they're like, shh, don't say a word. I feel I'll do like, the work. Yeah, right. I feel like nights at like uh, at like Danny's, people are like, oh wow, you're a great dancer. Let's go to the bathroom. You know, but like people are never like. Does that happen? All oh wow, time? you're. Well, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that has happened to Danny's multiple yeah, times. Yeah, it's like... It's never happened to me, but... Yeah. This is a fun place. I hope that... I hope your, like, listeners aren't in Chicago, because I love that place so much. Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want you guys to go... First half of the show, all he's doing is name-dropping people that are not famous from Chicago. Right. And now he's like, I hope we don't have any Chicago listeners. <laughs> I hope just. I hope all your listeners either a a don't get the references and b don't ever come here because there's this bar that I like to go to. Well, the, the last like three times I've been to Dan- Danny's is a bar. It's a it, it's a really fun bar, uh, actually pretty close to me, um, where I live. And but I feel like it's gotten really popular lately. And like every time I go now, there's like a huge line. At least like on a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, like I feel like tourists found out about it, and bachelorette yeah. parties found out about it. Well, if the girls are just dragging you off the dance floor there, then I yeah, think. is it still that way? Um, <laughs> I have not been dragged off the dance floor there. No, because I feel like it was a different like when when we the first time the first two times you and I went, mm-hmm. it was it was like nobody was going there, and it was just like this weird place. It's like right. there's like two lights on, and those are dimmed. <laughs> Right. It was like a a college party for like, like in a college basement, but like for twenty five to thirty five year olds. Yeah. With like, but not in the sad way, right? With like exceptionally good music. Oh yeah. Like good dance music, but not like just nineties hip hop, whatever you normally hear. Right. Um, And I feel like every time we went, you you were the only one that bought drinks. Well, you bought drinks. Because <laughs> well, every time I know I don't remember a single time going to Danny's where we drank beer. We, we, we drank whiskey. I feel like you're. What, I, where where the, are you going? With the this way you're too? saying this, I don't. I feel like. Wait, what? <laughs> did, wait, are you saying that? No, that's a good thing. That I'm, people bought you drinks, or that you didn't need to drink. Well, no. Or, what I'm saying is that, like, at that point in the night, uh, you were calling the shots. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally calling the shots. Okay, I think it's a compliment. It I think that is a compliment. I was just very confused by it. Yeah, I was like, no, because I mean, like that part of the t- that part of the night, we're like, all right, listen, we were at Rainbow Club for a little while, and that was okay. But now we're at Danny's. Right. It's like grow up a little, okay? Right. Yeah, man, we're at Danny's. <laughs> Robert's gonna buy the drinks. <laughs> well, not that you were paying, but like, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's what I thought. Dude, I used to love that place. You bought all my drinks. <laughs> Girls would drag me to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So you're moving, writing around. And uh, all right. So, right. So, this this is ostensibly a show about writing. Um, do you. So, <laughs> just. We're, we're gonna read one of your early uh, sketches, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, when you, I just have to say, when you came over, mm. you were like, hold on, I have to call this sketch up on my computer. Mm-hmm. And you had to log into Facebook to do that. <laughs> because the place where this sketch was stored was a 2009 Facebook message to a guy in Arizona 
a show booker in Arizona. <laughs> did you did you get that show? I was like, did you did you write it somewhere else and then copy and paste it to him, or do you like this guy needs a sketch? Let me type one out on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Maybe do you find you do your best writing in the Messenger? Uh, no, dude, I'll tell you what happened. Right? <laughs> I was nineteen years old. I'm living by myself. I'm just on this freaking high. I'm about to turn twenty. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I was just living by myself, and I was I I went to like uh, we were doing sketch classes at the time, and I went to a class, and people were like, um, oh, like you you're pretty funny, and I was like feeling great about myself, you know, I was like doing improv classes and everything, a huge um, self esteem boost, and then I wrote this sketch, and I I hadn't showed anybody yet. But as soon as I finished writing it, I was like, everybody has to know about this stuff, right? <laughs> everybody has to know. You start emailing to people. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And that's why it's on Facebook. It's because, like, I didn't email back then. I never emailed. This was probably, uh, was six years ago? This is 2008, right? Nine. 2009. Okay, okay. You didn't email back then. Yeah. Did you have an email address back then? Yeah, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't even. Right now, it's like David Healy, bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, but now, but before, <laughs> but that was, you were, before, we, we're not going to give away your personal email address. Self bleeping. That's good. Uh, if you if you think buddy's he, if you think he's funny and you want to sleep with him after this, you can tweet him or follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. But see, then I got to have a conversation. Uh, no, but um, yeah. But before it was like. Buddy for real. Like, that's how it was. But it was B-U-D-E, number four. (laughs) So, like, I was old enough to know. I was old enough to know that I'm like, I should be embarrassed by this. And I shouldn't be emailing people about this. Right. But not old enough to be like, well, then get another email. (laughs) It's an awkward period in your life, right? And also, you're... Your real name is David, but you go by Buddy. Do you go by Buddy full time now, or is it just? Yeah, I just wanted to like continuously just go and go and. Just... Okay, because when I first met you, I think it was um, David. It was David. It was David, and then so, like people that you were friends with, you would say, "But I'm Buddy." Yeah. And it was sort of like a bar you had to pass a yeah. friendship before we could call you Buddy. Yeah, because it was weird for you in the beginning. I remember that. Yeah, there were there were like rule. I think it was actually a conversation where you're like, "My name's David, but I feel like we're good enough friends that you can call me my nickname, Buddy." Well, yeah, because when I first moved here, only people from Arizona, because I'm like a really shy person, and <laughs> that's really coming through on this, by the way. <laughs> I don't. I like, Wait, you're not a shy person. What are you oh, talking about, dude? I well, if I'm not performing, and uh, I'm not drinking. Uh, I'm pretty shy. Okay. Then, especially when it's like in a work environment or like I'm trying to impress people and it's not on stage. Yeah. And so what happened was the paperwork said David. And I'm not going to be like, whoa, 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 call me buddy. And everybody's like, oh, that's my dog's name. Like, <laughs> I don't want that to happen on the first right, day of right, like class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. I, I don't think of you as a shy person at all, but. Yeah, that's because you know me for a while. But, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Every time we go out, I feel like you're like life of the party. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm drinking. I'm having okay, drink. all right. So when you're on your drinking thing. Um, I think I've been becoming more confident, I guess. Like less shy, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I see that. Uh, and then you're – so you write – so when you write stand-up, do you write uh, 
Do you write in like a notebook or? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. And uh, so I don't have a computer. Right. Um, we have a, you have an iPad, right? Yeah, I've got an iPad. Um, and then I got my phone. So everything, most of the stuff happens um, on my phone. Uh-huh. But then if I'm at an open mic, I'll feel like a jerk if I'm on my phone. Right. So then I write in my notepad. Um, and also lately I've been trying to get like more professional with it. And so, uh, I guess there's another, like, actually this guy is famous, right? P.O.B., Michael Patrick O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. He was on SNL last season. He's a, is he now an actor on SNL? Now he's a writer again. He's a writer again. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, he, I heard this podcast that he did that he was like, he only writes, like he only writes it out, uh-huh. uh, like in hand. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that, too. So. uh, Okay, so you you copied his writing process. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you you think of things like on the train or whatever, and then you write them in your phone? Yeah, exactly. But most of the stuff that happens on the train and I write down is terrible. Mm -hmm. It's it's like stuff that happens. Most most of my comedy comes from, like, restaurants. Like something Mm -hmm. weird happens in a restaurant, and I'm with friends, and I'm like, oh, that's really funny. Okay. So you have a, you have a lot of restaurant material. <laughs> yeah, but you like, wouldn't know because I just like I phrase it differently. Uh, <laughs> so, so like a waiter will say something to you, and then you'll rewrite it as like, "I was on an airplane the other day." Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. And the waiter comes out, and he's like, <laughs> "Can I take your order, sir?" And I'm like, "This is an airplane." <laughs> and then I just do that, like yeah. just change the context. <laughs> This waiter the other day on the street comes up to me like, I'm not in a restaurant. Sweet. This is one I have done a little bit of stand up, but not like seriously. Um, so when you, like, you read a joke like four years ago, mm-hmm. and like the first time you tell, you're like, oh man, the other day I was like at this restaurant, whatever. Yeah. But now when you, let's say that's like still part of your routine, mm-hmm. do you still say like the other day? Or are you like, I was oh, in yeah. this restaurant four years ago? <laughs> On March 5th, 2010, I was in the restaurant. No, I mean, well, now, I guess, I, so, normally my jokes are, and my family used to hate this, they're only like two sentences long. That's like how long a joke is, right? Mm -hmm. But now I've I've got a bunch of those, and so I could just fill it into a story. Mm -hmm. You know, so I could be like, the other day I was at Robert's house, and this, all these things happened, and just like (laughs) fill it in. Right. Do you, does okay. that make sense? So you're like, you tell like one overarching story and then you plug the jokes in yeah. to the story? Yeah. So like right now, the uh, this is like a set that I'm doing. I just did this last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in LaPorte, Indiana uh-huh. the other day and like it's the worst place ever. It was just like, <laughs> don't go there. Like, don't go there. Um, Shout out to our listeners in LaPorte. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope we have some. Um, because uh, you can follow Buddy on Instagram. Oh, Graham! I've got a couple. I've got a couple of followers from Laporte now. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, um, did you do a show there? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I did some cool shows on this hundred days. So, and now you're telling people don't go. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go back to Laporte, Indiana, because like I want them to pay me. (laughs) I'm gonna try to book those shows. Wait, how how did you how did you book a you did you, you booked a show there? Like a paid so, gig? So here's what happened. Uh, my friends were flying in from Arizona to LaPorte, Indiana, because they have family out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we were going to go to the Notre Dame-Stanford game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, uh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go out and meet you guys out there. So then we stay out in LaPorte and uh, in the Best Western. And that's the thing to do on Saturday night. To hang out in the Best Western? Yeah. 
there's like a bar in the Best Western that's like no bigger, yeah, no bigger than your apartment. Like this whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a band that performs there. Yeah. So it's it's a really uh, it's a it's a treat of a place. <laughs> Good save. Yeah. So, anyways, I, uh, I I just went up to the waitress. I was like, hey, because uh, I I had been to this Best Western before. I did the same thing two years ago, uh-huh. and. Um, I was like, "Hey, at intermission, can I get can I get some time up there and do some comedy?" And she's like, "Yeah, I don't see why not." Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it was perfect. The first night went amazing, and I was like, "This is one of the best shows in the entire like to that to that point, like fifty nights of comedy that I've done." Right. And then they're like, "You should definitely come back tomorrow night," and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I'll be here." So then I get there. <laughs> as soon as I walk in. There's a party of like 40 people from the wedding party that happened oh, in yeah. Laporte, okay. Indiana. Like that's a destination wedding. Um, <laughs> all the tables are filled up. Where do you where do you live? Where Laporte, Indiana? Where is Laporte? Is that what what sector of Indiana is that? I've never I've never heard of that. It's close to Michigan City. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. Whenever you have a the name of a state and then city. <laughs> You know it's not a good city. I feel like that's always a steel tail, right? (laughs) There's never... It's always like a steel tail. Jersey City might be an exception. Yeah. Is that Uh, Michigan City, Illinois? No, it's Indiana. It's Indiana. Indiana. Oh, sorry. Okay. Don't apologize. So, so, all right. So, so what? Did you... How'd the show go then? Yeah. So, the second night... uh, I should say the first night. The guy who introduced me was amazing. He's a really good, like, musician... Um, and I hope that he can help me get booked back at the Best Western. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get paid to perform there. Right. And so this sounds, this sounds like a script from uh, what was that? Uh, the the what was that show with the Flight of the Concords? Oh yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a plot from the Flight of the Concords. Get you a great show. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. At this point, I'll take anything. Like, I just want to get paid to play. So, did they did they pay you for it? The show? No, they didn't. Okay, okay. But they're paying the band. So then, the first night, <laughs> at least somebody everybody got else got paid. They're like, we have a budget for performers. We just don't think you're worth it. Yeah. But please perform again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great lesson. Don't do anything for free. You know, if you're, if you're well, trying to get paid later. Okay. That's- <laughs> Uh, validated the last five years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, as I was saying, uh, the second night, uh, the first night, the guy introduces me like a really generous like introduction. And I was yeah. like, "Wow, that was amazing!" All the way from Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he, and then um, so I go, I go the second night, and uh, I tell the musician, like I had to tell the musician myself that I was going to go up. Oh yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, this is already a bad idea." Yeah. And then he's like. I'm like, all right, I guess so. And then he turns from me and he's like, all right, um, well, uh, my uh, my buddy's going to do some comedy. And just like backs <laughs> away from the mic. And, he, and then he's, he like, he like, he juked me. He, I thought he, he like was about to start playing something and he just put his arm down and like turned for me to walk on. And I was like, you, dude. So as soon as I get on stage, um, 10 people from the wedding party step onto stage with me. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, he should have clarified that my name was Buddy. You know, he just said, "Buddy, a, a buddy of mine is going to do some comedy." Right. 
And so then 10 people from the wedding party, and I counted, and they got on stage with me. And there was like another, and and the band's all behind me, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're like chatting. So I get up there and I'm like, Oh, uh, hey guys, how's it going? So wait, there's there's just like ten guys and women in uh, at least ten people right behind me on in the stage. Like their their suits and their dresses, just what are, are they just hanging out or? Yeah, yeah, they're hanging out behind me. They're having a conversation. They're like having a <laughs> drunk conversation you do too on the stage. Yeah, like that's the best place. Like when I see people perform, I'm like, God damn, I wish I was having a conversation up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> A back like a backup <laughs> backup conversationalist. I just was so bad. I want to be the guy who talks behind the stand up. When Louis C.K. is doing his material, yeah, I want right. to be the guy on stage behind him. And <laughs> so, to drink coffee. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. And so I get up there, and then so immediately everybody stops paying attention to me. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 I gotta do this. So I gotta, I gotta immediately like audible. Put some funnier jokes up front, like some like hard hitters up front. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. right to the racist material. Yeah, you know, this little Port Indiana baby. Grab him by the throat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, just how they like it, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so I, I can't s- wait till you go well, back there. Oh, I know. Dude, well, here's the deal. So <laughs> I, I go up there, and as soon as I go up there, I see this like drunk girl over to my right, and I'm like, if I was in Chicago, I would have welcomed it with open arms because I'm just like looking for a fight right now. I'm just like looking for a verbal altercation because in stand up, like that's all it is, is it's going to be a verbal altercation. And then that person's going to be like, if you win, you win. And that person's like, dang, I should have shut the hell up like before I did this. Um, so and you're looking for hecklers. Basically. Yeah, I want a heckler so that I could be like, you know, um, you're in your place, sir. You're in your place. I just put you in your place. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? You like? I, yeah, at this I point, that was like the worst thing. Well, no, because like I, I don't know. I'm doing this hundred days, and so like just regular stand up to me is like kind of boring, you know. It's, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're just, just looking for a fight now. You want a <laughs> yeah. challenge? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, well, I've got some material that works, and so even on like th- just this past Sunday, mm-hmm. I did, I, I did like two jokes because, because like. The audience wasn't ready to hear comedy. <laughs> oh. Uh, that sounded so pretentious. That sounded so pretentious. Yo, my comedy is 20 years ahead of his time. These motherfuckers didn't know what was about to hit him. I can't do them like that, dude. No, but I, I never say, like, uh, yeah, if I go to a wedding, I'm at the after party, and then some yeah. guy gets on stage, like, oh, I'm going to do stand up now. I'm going to be like, are you kidding? Especially when yeah. I'm in LaPorte, Indiana. Exactly. If it was like New York City, maybe I'd be like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, a good thing that you said that because I haven't stepped, I haven't stepped outside of the situation right now. Right. I'm still like stewing in it, you know. And so every time I right. I, I tell a joke about it, I'm like, oh, fucking Laporte, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. So not getting invited back. There. Ten of these jokes aren't even about Laporte, but I have enough passion in it to make it feel like it was yesterday. So, anyways, as soon as I get on stage, I that happens. Ten people are on stage, and then I'm addressing the crowd. And you know what? I get like a pretty like pretty good reaction like oh okay and I'm like hell yeah somehow I'm gonna pull this off right and um, but also there's like a lot of upsets in college football that day it's like everybody's <laughs> watching TV <laughs> and and so there's like 
basically only five tables that are paying attention to me at, right after the first joke. And the first joke is like a good joke. Like it's, normally people like get on board with that. Right. And, and so this girl decides like right after the first joke, that's when she's going to step in. And she's like, <laughs> get the fuck off the stage. You suck. And this girl, I'm like, you don't know how easy of a target you are. It's Saturday night, and you're at a Bass Western in LaPorte, Indiana, you piece of shit. What are you doing with your life? And then I realized, like, oh, no, the whole room is in LaPorte, Indiana. It's not just that asshole. And so I can't say anything. You know what right. I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I'm like, oh. also, you are in LaPorte, Indiana. I'm in LaPorte, Indiana. <laughs> you're in the stand-up. Yeah. Came all the way from Chicago to LaPorte, Indiana. They have, like, a good reason to be there. I, I'm still not clear why you're there. Oh, it's it's because the Notre Dame Stanford game. Oh, so right. it was like it's the cheapest place to get a hotel because everywhere everywhere in South Bend is like four hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually I know I've been to South Bend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, uh, I know exactly the kind of place you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and South Bend itself is terrible. Is it? I've only I went to like a Chili's there once. I feel like I'm trying to bite my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Like, I had a friend that lived there for a year and uh, doing like a like a law thing and like an internship, and I I was like with my girlfriend at the time and we were like passing through there on the way to Ohio, and I like called him <laughs> from the road and I was like, hey man, I think we're gonna be through South Bend, and he was like, oh my god, we have to meet, like, cause he didn't have any friends there or whatever, yeah. and we met at like a Chili's, and I remember cause like, I thought it was funny cause we looked on Yelp for like a restaurant to meet at, and like, you know how like Yelp has like the dollar signs or whatever, right? and like, the Chili's, <laughs> and like, so I'm used to like, like the Chili's was three dollar signs, oh, and like, that was like an expensive meal there, and I was like, cause like usually here, like a three dollar sign restaurant is like $28 entrees, Right, yeah, right? Yeah. and like it was whatever. So it was kind of a depressing place. Um, <laughs> yeah. So all right, so she starts heckling you, and then yeah, I was like, at this point, I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Like, I'm not getting paid to perform here, mm-hmm. but there were a couple like cute girls that were looking at me before I got on stage. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So I'm like, dude, I just gotta ride this out, right. act like kind of a tough ass, and <laughs> maybe, maybe. They're listening to me, and they're like, right. But I definitely like lowered myself by getting on stage. My value just like went below the floor, like yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I did five minutes, and then I got off stage. The whole time, that girl would not shut up. She's just yelling at you. Yeah, and I and I mean I kind of addressed her, and like there was like four tables that were listening to me, so like eight people. Okay. So it was like decent, but like the night before was like such a high. Yeah. Was such a high. And then the lowest of lows the day after. All right. So, so I mean, that's good. That means you were really good the first night. It wasn't just Laporte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if you were sure. only funny in Laporte, like if you <laughs> right. killed that night and then you came home and did a bad show, yeah. you'd be like, maybe I'm just a Laporte comic. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a Chicago comic. Yeah. Right. Um, that's true. All right, awesome, uh, Dave. Do you want to? So you've been. I should say you're. You've been in Chicago for since Thursday. Yeah, I've been. I've been visiting. Any uh, any thoughts or observations on a? It's a, it's a really nice city. It's a nice city. Oh. It is a nice uh, city. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really nice here. Uh, it's it's like the first time in like a month that I that I haven't had anything to do except like walk around the city and be a tourist. It's and, great. And you told me earlier that you want to formally quit your job on air. Is that 
Yes, if my boss is listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, no, be easy. Uh, <laughs> steady, on, steady girl, steady girl. Hey, Flo. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you wait, your boss's name is Flo. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, no, it's it's been it's been really great. I'm here. I'm here with my architect girlfriend who's who's having a great time walking name around dropping, the city name dropping yeah, yeah. <laughs> title S- dropping Sylvia I'm sure everybody knows her okay uh, we get it you're dating up, an architect it's up Laporte um <laughs> kind, of, kind of a big deal alright yeah uh nah it's really nice I got I got no funny anecdotes about the city though mm-hmm. it's, it's really nice it's uh yeah okay I, like, I mean you got, you got me out with a stand up how am I supposed to be uh, the best uh, yeah I'm just messing with you. Uh, all right, cool. Um, so, uh, buddy, do you want to read your? Uh, you want to read your writing now? Your sketch. Actually, yeah, I haven't seen this in uh, since I don't know. This has been like four years, so I don't. I'm really embarrassed by this. Like, it could be good. It could be terrible. All right. Do you want to? You want me to read with you? Well, uh, I think I'll have, read the whole I think thing? I'll have Dave read. Do you want to be Bradley or Andrew? This is a sketch. Um, I'll take Bradley. All right. Okay. Is that so, good casting or? So, you know what? We we know we equally know like as much about this. <laughs> so we've we've copied and pasted this from Facebook Messenger to a Notepad file. Right. Um, okay. And I'm gonna we'll jump in and make fun of it. Okay. Yeah, we're ready to order. Uh, we'll take two taco platters, one with no tomato. So my whole life, I never thought that old people were sexually active. You know, like my grandma, I would have been completely cool knowing that my mom was just beamed here or dropped on the front porch by a stork. But no, she filled me in on all the details today. You know how old people are trying to feed you all the crap they did in their little or their life before they die? Yeah, I know. Totally pathetic. But listen... How does it work? <laughs> how does it work if you had sex with a girl before she became a mom? Can you tell people you had sex with a MILF? Because if so, check that off my bucket list. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Wait, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Just saying, bro. I've heard that when women that are MILFs become grandmas, it's legit to say that you had sex with a GILF, even if she wasn't a grandma at the time. Yeah, I really don't want to get into that, especially after the conversation I had with my grandma. Dude, I'm sure it's I'm pretty sure it's good. Really? I don't care. Dude, trust me. It's just like the price of pussy. Whoa, dude, watch your mouth. We're in public. <laughs> and what the hell? It's just like the stock market. I'm not following you. Okay, say for instance you have sex with Angelina Jolie. Okay, this is sounding better, but still <laughs> I really don't care for her after she took Brad from Jen. <laughs> Bro, seriously, are you telling me you'd have sex with a girl based on her personality? Are you serious? I know, just kidding. That's beside the point. <laughs> Wait, why, why? There's all these moments where it's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> just kidding. Let's change the subject. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, there's like the right, like the writer in you was like, yeah, this beat is dumb. Let's change it to something else. Well, here's, I didn't even know what the hell a beat is. First of all, during this, I was like, oh, this sounds like a conversation, but like, 
It's definitely a conversation. You could definitely see me protecting myself. Like, Whoa, what are you saying there, dude? It's obviously me that wrote it. Yeah. But I'm just like, I would never say that. It's just this dumb guy. And this, I don't know. Let's, let's All right. Just, let's stick to character. All right. I know. Just kidding. That's beside the point. I'm not talking present-day kid-adopting, husband-stealing Angelina. I'm talking about pre-John Voight and pre-making out with her brother, Angelina. Okay, still not following. Okay, so have sex with her back. (laughs) (laughs) There's no punctuation. Okay, so have sex with her back then, and then she becomes who she is today. (laughs) Bada-bing, (laughs) bada-bing. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. (laughs) (coughs) Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) You're a historical figure. That's just like investing in Apple before it became Apple. I guess. Okay. Now let's say, for instance, you have sex with Susan Sarandon. I'd rather not. Okay. (laughs) So in Tootsie, she was a fox. Then when she did stepmom, total boner crusher. <laughs> the whole chemo thing is not a good look on her. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> you're just, you're just throwing, you're throwing one of the great American actresses under the bus. Well, I don't know if she's one of the American greats, but you're, you're making a chemo joke about Susan Sarandon. <laughs> it's not a good look Can on her. Can I just her. tell you something? The kid who wrote this sketch has yeah. so much fucking confidence. Yeah, yeah. He has so much confidence. I don't even know who that is. You don't know I would who never write that shit. Oh, yo, you don't recognize you don't recognize who wrote this. Oh my god. Dude, that that guy is like straight out of Arizona. <laughs> just like all this like racism and just like that belittling of women, like I, lo- I love that you wrote this though and you were like, I need to send this to everyone I know. Oh, hell, yeah. <laughs> everyone has to know about this. This is my masterpiece. I have things to say <laughs> about MILFs. Dude, oh yeah, this guy is just oh, Also he's like, wait, if you have sex with a woman before she has a kid, then you had sex with a MILF? That would mean that, like, I, I, it sort of steals the most, meaning from the word MILF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, I mean, this is a valid point, then, like, this is a good, still, I'm. Is this like, good still, feedback? Yeah, it's good. Well, I'm not going to retouch this again, <laughs> obviously. Um, uh-huh. But it, it's great because, like, um, that's a discussion, right? So, like, about, like, if you hooked up with a girl um, before she had a kid and then all of a sudden she has a kid. Right. Did you hook up with a MILF? Now she, because like now she's a MILF, and so you essentially still, you hooked up to with her at one point, and now she's a MILF. Did you hook up with a MILF? Like, so you're really trying to get at social issues with this with this sketch. Exactly, and it, mm-hmm. and at that point in my life, this was one of the biggest social issues. Yeah, yeah. A super sexually active young man, just uh, having a time in the new big city. <laughs> I just kidding. Uh, all right, so okay, I get that. There's a lot of um. Social commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you do raise a lot of good questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Sorry. Uh, resume. Okay. Uh, um. Oh, and then see here. I'm gonna protect myself real quick. Okay. Okay. God, you're an asshole. That was Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie. The whole movie was about a man that can't get a job, so he dresses up like a woman to get ahead. Yeah, I know that, but come on, you've got to be an idiot to see that that wasn't the body double. I mean, with those amazing legs, it was certainly Susan. Whatever, dude. Oh, thank God, here comes the food. 
And is that it? <laughs> That's, it That's right? all we have. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely was it. Well, it, I will say it is. It is hard to end sketches. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. That's really bad. Did, about- did you ever perform this? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Wait, so was this like a Second City writing class sketch? Yeah, and I hope that it wasn't one with Andy Myra. Um, because name he, dropping left and right tonight. <laughs> Andy Myra is a writer director here in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, and a great teacher. Yeah. Um. No, this was like yeah, this was one of the first things I wrote when I came to Chicago. Right when I got off the boat. I, I had a good time reading it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's action-packed, you know. It's yeah, uh, no. it's not for the whole family. but uh, for some of the Do you family. think I... Because I, I edited all the N-words out of it. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just every sentence ended afraid. with the N-word. I was afraid that that was going to, like, happen. <laughs> it just it seemed like it would have been a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What am I doing? What was I doing? Well, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> but that's pretty funny though, because this guy's like confusing Susan Sarandon for uh, Dustin Hoffman. That's oh, was, was that was topical what? joke? Was that- <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't topical when I wrote it. When did Tootsie yeah. come out? That Tootsie was like, like eighties. Right? Was it the eighties? Yeah, early nineties. Oh, I thought it was a sixties movie. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I guess it's young Dustin Hoffman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not baby dust it off. <laughs> well, somebody needed to to satirize Tootsie. <laughs> it's gone on far too long. Better twenty. <laughs> uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap it up there now. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, any final thoughts or anything you want to say? Any, uh, oh wait, hold on. All right. So, um, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you got coming up? Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing my 100th show. The 100th show is like the uh, the big culmination of it. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from people, so I'm going to try to blow that out. Are you going to you like produce like a, a big thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what. Um, I know that as soon as I get back to Arizona, I'm getting there. Um, next weekend, I'm going home to Arizona. I'm going to have a guy that just moved back from New York to Arizona. Uh-huh. Making big moves, um, <laughs> he's gonna make my flyer. He's a really good artist, so do that. Okay, and then hopefully we have a place so that he can put the places. Wait, there. is the show gonna be in Arizona? No, okay. it'll be at the Public House Theater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also have a show, show in there. Chicago, like Irving Park, right, and Clark. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah Clark and Irving, yeah, just yeah, south yeah. of Irving. Yeah, um, yeah. So that should be. It'll probably be at ten o'clock, uh, ten p.m. Central Time. And, uh, Did you have a, a date yeah. for that? Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm almost 100 uh, <laughs> percent. November 25th. It's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Okay. So, yeah. so November 25th, 10 p.m. Public House Theater. Yeah. You can see both. Hundredth show. Or just follow you on. Do you announce your <clears throat> like your open mics and stuff on Twitter or? Uh, no, I don't. Not okay. before. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I would announce open open mics. Uh, no, because people don't really come out just to like. See yeah, and I don't want people to come out. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just working out material. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Awesome. And then do you have? Sorry, what's your Twitter again and your Instagram? Uh, I think my Twitter is Buddy Healy at Buddy Healy. 
And then my Instagram is David's boy. Okay. David S B O Y. David yeah. boy. Yeah. Okay. One word. Uh, okay, cool. And uh, I have the uh, radio television theater hour. That is the second Wednesday of the month. Also at the public house theater. Great theater. Um, so our next one will be November. You get to use a calendar. Twelfth, November twelfth. Yeah, and mine is November twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, got that down. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Bob Zach B O B Z A T C H or Robert Bruce Carter dot O R G. Uh, Dave, what do you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Zach, Dave Z A T C H. I am not in the comedy world, but sometimes I'm funny. <laughs> For more yarns about Chicago, from <laughs> he's gonna be tweeting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I put you totally put you on the spot there. Uh, we have been having a good time. Uh, yeah, and uh, please rate and view us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us, uh, listen to us on Stitcher online, or at find us at theworstdraft.com. You can also listen live there, or um, info at theworstdraft if you have feedback or questions. All right, thanks everyone. Good night.